You're listening to DraftKings Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Who are these guys? It's my theme music. Every good hero should have some. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't control it, how can you teach? Discipline is not the enemy of enthusiasm. Coming up on Journeyman, we talk home court advantage, burner accounts, and KG and Joe Kim Noah's industry beef. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Journeyman, brought to you by the good folks at the DraftKings Network and Metal Arc Media. I am Andrew Hawkins. I was corrected last week when I said former seven-year NFL veteran. Not a thing. Yeah. Uh, seven-year NFL veteran. 16, they can't take it away from you. They can't. No, they cannot. <laughs> Actually, 17-time brother. There you go. That's a that's a, that's a real stat. I have 17? 17 brothers and sisters. Where are you in, seven, in the 17? I am. How many people are younger than me? One, two, this can't Three. be the first time you've gotten this question asked. You got to count them? No, I, it, there's so many. Because it's a blended, it's like, you know, uh, yeah. I got a dad who was a Rolling Stone. So he had five of us with my mom, and then he had another five. And then I was raised with my stepfather. He had six six or seven of his own. Uh-huh. See, I said six or seven because yeah. the, the numbers are, are there. But there's so many. There's, I, I can name them. Trevor, Will, Melanie, Darnell, Tanisha, Tawana, Shane, Rashawn, Artrell, Alicia, Anika, Avery, Wayne, Lucia, Asia, Allison, Adam, and I think that's it. Don LaShawn, Inez, and Alicia. (laughs) (laughs) That's real life. That's the kind of family I come from. So if you wonder why I'm an idiot, I'm a buffoon, that plays a lot into it. You know what I'm saying? I had to get attention somehow, so I would be ridiculous. I am joined by Amin El Hassan, the GOAT, the legend, and... Sydney Colson, WNBA player and comedian. How y'all doing today, man? Chilling. Chilling? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm still trying to figure out, like, is it babies up to grown people? Or is it like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I Oldest is like uh, 55. Got it. Yeah, and then the youngest is 16. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, we blended, man. We, we crossed the board, baby. There's not much that doesn't aff- afflict us. I got siblings that have been in jail for a very long time. I got siblings that graduated from Ivy League schools. I literally, we got NFL players. We got basketball players. We got engineers. Literally, I mean, there's nothing we don't have. That's, that's why I'm so cultured. I mean, you know what I mean? I, figure, I feel it all. You got to be, right? Like, you got to be. No, no choice. Do you speak to a lot of them? All of them. Yes, every one of them. Are y'all in a group chat? 
Is it like one huge it's group a big, chat? It's a big group chat. Yes, we are all in a group chat. It's crazy. It's crazy. Nephews and nieces too? Ne- oh, there's so many. Oh my God. So man. many. It's not, I mean, I couldn't, I literally couldn't sit here and name all my nephews and nieces because there's no question I forget them. You guys don't come from big families? That big. That's a real big family. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Not, that, not that big. Yeah, yeah. It's a big family. It's kind of like one of those things where like, oh, yeah, but, you know, not like, <laughs> <laughs> but it still does the job. Like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's funner this way. I'll t- I tell you that, man. There's a lot going on. All right, let's get into this, man. Like, we, you know, because when we started this show, before we started the show, Sydney, you, right now you're in Connecticut playing, right? And I kind of feel like that is a place where I wouldn't want to play professionally. Now, I might be biased. <laughs> I might, yeah, everybody, different strokes for different folks. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying for me, I wouldn't want to play there, right? Uh-huh. Now, I would say that's kind of a home court advantage for people of Connecticut because you might be so bored you got nothing. when you go there. You got nothing <laughs> when the game goes around. And I, I am so curious to see get both of your insights here. There's been so much conversation around Denver, who was in the NBA championship yeah. and the Miami Heat, and them having a home court advantage because of altitude that I feel like is fake. I don't think it's a real thing. My man. Are we on the same page there? Sydney kind of has to look like she's not sure, but I I feel like people are confusing home court advantage with what a city is commonly associated with, because I don't think it affects the game at all. 100%. So, yeah, 100%. 100%. I was there. I ran stairs on our post-game show just to (laughs) prove the altitude was a myth. Uh, I talk to uh, players, both current and former. What they all say is this. The first five minutes, yeah, it hits you. Once you get your second win, it doesn't matter. And proof of this. That would have been wild if you would have just passed out on the steps. That's I, I worried about that. I, wo- I worried about, you know what I worried about more than anything? <laughs> Missing a step and then. Like, well, I guess it's real. And, and by okay? the way, I mean, here's the other thing. It's like. You're good. <laughs> Chuck and Shaq and Grant Hill are over here, like, doing their postgame show. And, you know, all the ESPN people and all the local people are doing their stand-up shots over there around the court. Like, it would have been caught by all of the international media. Like, everyone would have turned around and said, what the hell just happened? We would have had the angle from the background of every different NBA show. Yes, absolutely. But I'm telling you right now, like, having been in Denver, spent, like, five days in Denver last week. And I've Mm -hmm. always felt this way. I've been to Denver a bunch of times, and I've always felt like it's not that big of a deal. They also, you know what they also do is they tell you, oh, man, you'll get drunk faster. If you're out there drinking, well, slow Mm. yourself down, the altitude. I'm like, nah, man, none of that. No, there is no evidence that that performance enhancer for your boy. Did you test that out? Did you test that out, too? Goddamn right I did. (laughs) I had to bleep that one out. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I never know if we're we're allowed to say cuss word wise here. I kind of we're not live, so that's that's the good news. That's the good news. Sydney, do do you buy that the altitude is a home court advantage for Denver? No, I agree with the first five minutes part, though. Because when I was in college, I know we played Colorado, and we Mm. were like, what? In the first five minutes. And then, like, yeah, you're better afterwards. But it's not enough to consider it like home court advantage. I mean, yeah, that was five minutes out of a what forty eight minute game. Yeah, yeah. City, do you think it's more of a, a home court advantage for uh, Denver in the altitude or Miami in the nightlife? Mm. Do you think it's hard for players to go there and not kick it in Miami too hard? Yeah, I think it would be harder to have like self control for these players in Miami. Yes. Mm. See, 
Home court yeah. advantage. I don't. I, you know what? Like but still, but in still, the finals, like I feel like now it's happened before. It has happened where people went out hard during the finals, and as mm-hmm. we talked about on prior episodes, yep. there's a, a class of player that believes in his heart of heart that man, if I don't go out, I have a bad game. I need to go out in order to be in my rhythm. That's I wish, my routine. I wish I had that stupid superstition. <laughs> I wish that was my thing. Like, yo, I got to go get it in. You don't, you don't wish that, man. It's you, for the betterment of the organization. You don't wish that, man. I got to hit Tootsie's fan. There's no way we can pull this out without it. <laughs> it's like, we have time before the game. We just stop yeah. all, man. <laughs> yo, I'm doing my thing as a leader on this team. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... The the altitude thing, and, and, you know, I think the Miami thing too, but more so the altitude thing in Denver, is they keep repeating it. They say all the time, when you walk in the arena, they've got signs everywhere. You are 5,820 feet above sea. So it's like... Playing it's, mind games with Yeah, them. absolutely. I they like want to put it in your head. Sid, uh, was that like at, at Colorado the same thing? Did they have those signs? Because I know I went to yeah. scout a game at Northern Arizona, which is up in Flagstaff, and mm-hmm. it's the same thing. They have signs everywhere telling you what the altitude is, and there's an announcement from the PA. And it's all. It's in the locker room. It was in the locker room. In the locker room. (laughs) I like that. It's fake. So, okay, we're going to play a game then. Because, like I said, I think that they're confusing a home court advantage with things that the city is just loosely associated with. So, we're going to play a game that I want you guys to help. We're going to go in and and, and do this. Mm -hmm. So, the statement is when you play in blank, Uh you got to watch out. For blank. Okay? So you just got to put the city in there, and then the thing, that could be a home court advantage okay. that, honestly, I think is just associated with the city. So, example, when you play in Denver, you got to watch out for the altitude. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? I got a million of them because this is – I came up with it before the show. So You're giving us the city and no, we I, pick the city? I mean, you could pick the city and the thing, or I can uh, give you the city. It's up to you. We can, we can go around, around the robin. Let's start with L.A. When you're in LA, you gotta watch out for the Kardashians. <laughs> that's a that's a good one. Ah, uh, yes, home court advantage when the Kardashians are in LA. That's facts. When you're in LA, you gotta watch out for the Bloods and the Crips. Not really. Yeah, that's what it's associated. That's the, with. That's the home court advantage, that's bro. What you it's never know. With. You wear the wrong colors. It opposing <laughs> players wearing the wrong colors heading into crypto. Who knows what could happen? Yeah, you got to watch out for the baseball hats. Yes, exactly. You, you see that meme that came out? Where it was like all the different hats and what it means in L.A. And I was just, <laughs> yeah. all I could think of was like, man, it must be so stressful to work at Lids. Yeah, oh, it must be like, tough. In bro. LA, like that. they're gonna they're gonna see that meme four hundred years from now and think it's just modern Negro hi- hieroglyphics. Like, <laughs> oh, this is what an L.A. hat meant. This is what a blue one meant. All right, you yeah. got one for us. When you're in L.A., watch out for the what. When you're in L.A., watch out for the house parties. The house parties. Because L.A.'s last call is two, but then they have this whole mm. culture of you go to a mansion party or a house party somewhere for the, the rest of the evening. Yeah, and, yeah that, and, but that also could play into the Bloods and Crips thing, too, depending on where you show up. Or the Kardashians. So it's, it's, like, a full, <laughs> it's like a full thing here. Bring them all together. All right, next one. We got Atlanta. Mm. When you're in Atlanta, Sid, watch out for strip club. Strip club. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. Magic, Magic City, yeah. probably. Yeah. 
I think we're all in consensus. Yeah, that's what the home court. That's what the the home court advantage is in Atlanta. When you're in uh, Waffle House, Waffle House, Waffle House is dangerous. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a dangerous game. Yeah, (laughs) it's a dangerous game to play in Atlanta. When you're in New York City, watch out for the traffic. You'll be stuck all day. <laughs> I'm telling you, like people to get into the arena late because there's traffic. The bus couldn't get through. That is home court advantage. Traffic. Big ass rats. Oh man. New York got a lot of big rats. I like that. Can all I right. take that? You could take that one. When you're yeah. in Miami, watch out for the don't give me uh nightlife. Got what else you got? <laughs> um when you're in Miami, oh watch out for the based on yesterday, watch out for the rain. Because streets are getting flooded out here, man. That's a wild home court advantage. But I feel like it's as equal to the altitude. I'm going to say when you watch, when you play in Miami, watch out for the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could apply to L.A. and New York, too. 50 just years <laughs> of home court advantage there. Uh, when you're in Brooklyn, watch out for Jay-Z. Nah, ain't nobody watching out for him. No. <laughs> He's not there. <laughs> when, when you're in Phoenix, it, watch oh. out for... Phoenix? That one's an easy one. What? Watch out for Old Town Scottsdale. Huh? Old Town Scottsdale. Old Town Scottsdale. That's, that's where it's, that'd be at, man. The producer in my ear said, when you're in Phoenix, watch out for Amino Hassan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in Phoenix, watch out for the sometimes loose racism, depending on where you're oh, at. Oh, that way, that, when you're in America. <laughs> yeah. Let me help you right. out with that one. <laughs> for the USA basketball. When you, when you play the USA, watch out for the, you know, inadvertent racism. You let sometimes. me know which, which one of these cities, like, oh, we don't have, we haven't had that in years, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, another topic. Who was the ref that got busted for having a, 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 a burner Twitter? Eric Lewis. Eric Lewis yeah. got busted. Well, I'm sure you guys have talked about this. What was your when the, when the, when the referee got busted for his fake Twitter? What were your thoughts? I know you got a burner. Said, don't lie and say you don't. Every you don't have a burner. That's like that is so cap. I just say whatever on my real page. Like, okay. You yeah. do say wow stuff. I'm about to say like what part of this feels filtered to you? <laughs> I know, but there's like there's a bunch of reasons to have a burner account. I feel like Dude. you know, what I'm saying? it's not just like getting off takes that you don't want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that what? blew my mind though. I'm like, how how are you not more careful? <laughs> he was so bad at Dude. it too, man. It it was very much like a fifty year old who had a who was like learning how to do burner Twitter accounts. <laughs> so we we uh, had on Basketball Illuminati the guy who uncovered all this the. The, the dude who the Eric Luce burner was interacting with. Uh-huh. And it, it, his story is hilarious because his, his whole thing was, you know, I didn't really think nothing of it, but the dude just wouldn't stop. And I was like, what's going on here? And so he started doing homework, looking at who he follows, right? And he follows like... Oh, Eric Lewis fan account. No, it's like he, he follows <laughs> George Mason women's basketball, which is a very unique that niche a, thing very, to follow. Well, why would, yeah, giveaway. Why would someone follow that? Well, because his wife is a coach there. The, na- the, the, the account name was like, it's basically his son's middle name and, you know, some other thing. Like, everything about it was, this can only be him. But then, recent when we recorded the episode, this is a week ago, someone claiming to be Eric Lewis's brother came out and said, this is me, it was me all along. Oh, uh, he took the, he, he had a fall guy. He, Shout out to Chris Carter, man. <laughs> gotta have a fall gotta guy. Gotta have a fall guy. <laughs> Shout out to them. But it made no sense. It's like, all right, man, like, I get it. You defend your brother. You love your brother. You're gonna make your Twitter handle out of your nephew's name? And you're gonna be following your sister-in-law's team that she worked for? Like, that's a little too much family love, if you, if you get what I'm saying. So, 
it's funny, man, because I just don't understand why he would care. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's the thing I always don't get about the burner thing. Like, for the people who are posting, it's not like the people are watching or lurking or whatever. This idea that, man, they talking bad about me on the internet. Hold on. Everybody's <laughs> let, let different, though. In. <laughs> Everybody's different. Everybody's different. Some people might have a burner account to follow people they're not supposed to. Some people have a burner account to get off takes. Some people... I feel like having a burner... Twitter is very similar to having a burner in form of a gun. It's, it's the same conversation. Should everybody have a burner? No. Okay? Are there people who only have it for their protection? Yes. In an ideal world, do you only want to have a burner on you but never use it? Yes. That is probably the best way to have a burner. Should, should, should certain companies have rules against having burners depending on where you're at? Yes. And... Should you get in trouble if you're caught with one, Eric Lewis? Probably. And you probably shouldn't but wave around is, on the internet the fact on. that you got a burner, Kevin Durant, <laughs> a la John Morant. You know what I'm saying? It's just let, let me stick up parallels. Let me ask a question here. Was that wrong? What did he do? What did he do? like? It's embarrassing, but did he do anything wrong? This is the same but conversation we had about John Morant. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but what was he tweeting about? Like so. There was like a bunch of you know this is this is where Twitter is nowadays where people will make up like a a graphic the kind that Bleacher Report and Sports Center do like where I have a picture of a ref or a picture of a player uh-huh. and they'll just make up some shit like it'll say uh, the Celtics are twenty nine and two when Eric Lewis is refing right and then in fine print the source will say butt crack sports or like right whatever right and so. People are running with this though because they're idiots. They just mm-hmm. uh, they say, well, it looks like a very professional graphic, so yeah. of, of course it must be true. So like they're saying things, oh, the Celtics gonna win because Eric Lewis is reffing tonight, and this dude is jumping in and saying that's not true. That that is made up and and da da da. The reason why they lost the game was just because they got their ass beat. But like it's he's not saying anything that's like damaging. Mm-hmm. But it's just the idea that you're doing this is is the embarrassing part. And maybe, like, that secondhand embarrassment for the league? I don't know. Yeah. Because I think it's wild. Like, because people are going to expect for refs, like, even though it's, uh, it's like, hard to do, you're going to expect them to be unbiased. Like, you're not supposed to have a take on other team. You shouldn't so have a take. About it and not being careful about it is just like, are you dumb? Uh, but it's <laughs> like, are you dumb? Exactly. That's the question. So... We'll take a break. Just know that there's nothing wrong with having a burner, but more yeah. times than not, you're probably just going to hurt yourselves or your family. Drop the bass. So this past year, Kevin Garnett has kind of turned over a new leaf. So it seems to the public. You know, mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett was always known for talking trash, being mm-hmm. the ultimate competitor. I've seen that there's like countless gifts about him just being him, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, super known for his beef with Ray Allen, for Ray Allen going to play with LeBron mm. after what they had in Boston. And he kind of kept that beef going for as long as he possibly could. They have since squashed it. He's been the bigger, I wouldn't call him the bigger man because he was the one kind of carrying the beef on. <laughs> but he's since turned a new leaf. Also, on his podcast, he uh, apologized to Joe Kim Noah because Joe Kim Noah grew up rooting for him, being a fan of his. And when they got to the NBA, Kevin Garnett was Kevin Garnett. He was like, nah, fam, it's beef always. If you're on the other side. He said it He said it a lot more colorfully. He than said that. it a lot more colorfully than uh, yeah. what we're saying it on, on this media yeah. entity of the DraftKings <laughs> Network. Shout out to those very good people. But he, says, he, got him, he got him on his show, and he apologized. So some people have been saying that KG is going, he's soft. 
right? He's he's turning soft. Is this him being soft or is this him just growing up? Give me give me your takes, it. <laughs> I feel like that's just growing up. Like, what is the need to still be harboring this like weird competitive energy when you're no longer playing? Like, why would you be walking around like y'all are still about to compete on the floor? Like, it, I think it's fine if you were that competitive and that locked in when you played. But KG probably took it to like another level. Whole no. level. You don't got no beef. You don't got no long-standing beefs. It. No. No. You don't have a single person that you have beef with. You really gonna I get on here and cap? Everybody. No. Get along with everybody, Hawk. Not one enemy. Sorry, I'm likable. <laughs> You're too successful not to have a single enemy. You just don't know. You yeah, don't realize exactly. you that's, got a mouth. That's, that's what that means. There's no way you, you could be successful and not have a single enemy. Sid walking down the street whistling, thinking everything's right. sweet. There's somebody Plotting out there in the it. league, like, man, all right. It might Watch. be me. For real. I, I kind of hate you. Every time you post something, I think my, I hate her. I hate her damn guts. So you don't even know. I, I keep my enemies close. I mean, I know you got hella beef. I mean, I like, here's the thing. I don't court it, but it courts me, so I'm like, all right, I'll oblige, I guess. You into it? Yeah. I mean, I'm just 50, 50 cent over here. I'm just saying, man. Like, I, I, I look, I'm like Sid. I, I'm whistling down the street, walking, <laughs> not a care in the world. But then, but the difference is, I guess I see them across the street, where Sid doesn't even see, see the people who hate her. But like the people who hate me, I see them all the time. Yeah, they're around, you man. Feel it. Oh, is it a little bit in your head though? You think? No. Is there a little percentage of I'm gonna it? Tell you, I'm, gonna, look, I'm gonna tell you without naming names, right? Okay. I'm I'd rather you. you name names, but nah, okay. It's, name all, it's all good, man. It's, I don't because I don't need to give them that that sort of oxygen. Right? I like that. I like but that. Initials. We're not <laughs> give me initials. There's. <laughs> Let's I, guess after the show. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, but like when I go over there, like to the arena. Uh huh. And they're there. Okay. Like I, I see them, and mm-hmm. because I'm an antagonist, mm-hmm. I will then start acting real loud. Mm-hmm. I will announce my presence. Me right? and Hassan's in the mother- yep. building, and then I will get messages later from other people like, Ooh. "Man, he was staring at you from across the way." Da da da. There, you know, there's like there's a certain person. Uh, okay, so arena. Arena. There you go. Over yeah. there. So we're in Miami. So it. <laughs> this person, yeah. This, could, this person goes to a lot Miami of NBA based. games. A lot of NBA games. Okay. And I know, uh, was it like All Star Weekend? I want to say I, I caught this person staring. Uh-huh. So I stared right back. Ooh, I man, did I I like aggressive, off. like like wild dogs of the Sahara. Mm. Like yo, who blinks first? And I made that memo. Mm. I made that MF blink. That's who, who turned away first. Oh, you know who turned away first. <laughs> Don't you ever come at me? And like then I that. and then I laughed. I I cackled. <laughs> evenly, yeah, because <laughs> I let them know every single time. Man. Who is it, Sid? Do you have? I I feel like you were writing down some names. Yeah. So I had that is a man because yeah, he. Yeah. Yep. I messed that up. Man. Early. That's good. In an arena. In an arena at All Star. All star and this person has eyes because they stare. They stare. So, yeah, that is sure. that narrows it down some. Yep, they're not wearing glasses. LeBron. <laughs> no man, no. A mean staring down LeBron and LeBron cracking is that I I he's, I pay good money for that. He stares over me. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get I can't get eye contact with LeBron. Yo, look down here, Bron. I'm just I'm weak at you laughing like that. So it has to be somebody in his arena, right? So it's like obviously a media person. Because typically, I mean, obvious, is it obvious? You know, it's like might be a, it might be Adam Silver. 
Maybe Adam Silver. Be Adam be Silver. A, that'd be really dumb on your part. I'd be honest <laughs> you with you. Work in me. this business. <laughs> that wouldn't be the. That Can wouldn't be what KG? I tell you to do. Let's talk about KG. It's not KG. Let's talk I about. I feel KG. like we should start. <laughs> like there are some names. Who we got? Oh yeah, I just want to make this a segment now. Huh? <laughs> is it Woj? I know. Oh, is it Woj? Is it Shams? I'm just throwing out names now. All right. I will not confirm. No, okay, he's not confirming any of them. Is it Ernie? Don't tell me you got beef with Ernie. Nobody has beef with Ernie, bro. Okay. Nobody. All right. Do Have you ever looked up to any of these people? No. No? Okay, so it won't work here. So Aja Wilson was on uh, Podcast P, which is uh, Paul George's podcast, and she talked about wanting to be one of the GOATs in WNBA history, but she also talked about growing up and being a big fan of Candace Parker mm-hmm. and how it was weird for her to compete against her once she got to the highest level, which... You know, it's an interesting conversation that we kind of just talked about with Joe Kim Noah mm-hmm. and Kevin Garnett about idols becoming your rivals. There has to be a situation for both of you where you've had somebody that you've looked up to, thought fondly of, and then once you got in the business, you've realized like, oh, it ain't all you know, peachy, peachy king over here. I'm, I'm gonna be quick because I don't have that, but I, I've had the opposite where you don't some, have any idols. You just it's the opposite for me. It's people that I thought I didn't like. Uh-huh. Like from afar, and then I got to know them, and it turned out well, these are some of the best people ever. Okay, put a pin in that because I'm starting to realize something about you and me. Sid, you got any uh, uh, idols turned rivals? I definitely like looked up to the the Houston Comets players. Like I had some favorites when I was younger. So when I got in the league, Tina Thompson and Cheryl Swoops had like a few more years left. Yeah, in their careers, so it was it was cool. Like. It wasn't a rival situation. I wasn't playing enough minutes against them for the, for the <laughs> rivals, but like journeyman style, was, man. It was dope to play against them, though. That is really dope. That really yeah. that 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 is dope. I can tell, Sid. You really don't have any 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 beef because you really, you know, you just you you go through life on the just sunny with, side. Just what I'm realizing street. about Amin is, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting. To, all his beefs are him. Oh, that's not, it's not me. I'm just, I'm just. No, me. you don't think it's you. No, it's not me. I promise, it's not me. I, Everyone listen, listen me to these characteristics, man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Everyone else has a problem with you. Not everyone, but some never, people do. Nobody you looked up to in the business. I, I never wanted you to. Never be in this had business. any idols. I'm sorry. I never wanted to be in this business. Like the people I look I'm up starting, to. I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm starting to feel what other people are feeling about you. I mean, I'm just trying to. I'm your therapist right now. I'm just giving you the outside looking in. <laughs> Look, version I, of it. I, this is what I would say. Like I never, because I never wanted to be in the media. I never, not, I never wanted to. I never thought I could do this. I, it didn't even occur to me. So you think it's easy? I mean, it was for me. I don't, I don't know what y'all talking <laughs> about. What do you get? You hear what I'm saying? I'm to just you. saying. I'm just. It's I'm a possibility. Just, I'm describing. Like think about this. Like you grew up wanting to be a football player, right? Yeah. You, you, you devoted your life to it, and you rose the ranks, and you did it. You did it at the highest level. Like right. you achieved that goal. I. I don't know if I grew up there, but like I wanted to be a front office person, and I did it, and I did it at a fairly high level. But Easy for you. that was my goal. Doing this, it was like if someone said, like my first media job was ESPN. It's like if someone came to you and said, "Hey, I'm from NASA. You want to be an astronaut?" I was like, oh, "I'll give it a try, I guess." So, <laughs> so for me, I don't have, I don't look at these people like, "Oh my God, that's the great so and so." I don't give a damn, man. Like. I, like you're just entertainment <laughs> people for me. Like, the people I looked up to were people like Grant Hill. Like, Grant Hill was someone I looked up to and, like, was my favorite player. And then he worked, he played for us when I was working for the Suns. And I'm, all of a sudden, I'm rebounding for Grant Hill. And Grant Hill's asking me, what do you, what'd you think about that? Like, you watch the film, what do you think? And I'm like, wow, Grant Hill cares about my opinion. Uh-huh. Like, that to me was, like, 
but he was never my rival. I guess he is now. I was gonna say now he's your rival. You're in media, like, bro. No, nah, man. Like no, nah, Grant Hill can't mess with you. That's what I'm saying. No, Maybe no, you hear like, yourself. But see, but no, like, I'm, I, I'm still stuck <laughs> in. Like if Grant Hill came in right now and said, "I mean, I need to borrow a hundred dollars or whatever," like I would, I wouldn't think twice. Not because he's Grant Hill. I know he'll pay me back. Whatever. But just like because Grant needs it. I'm like, all right, man. Because to me, I look at Grant, I look at Shaq, I look at Steve Nash, mm-hmm. Steve Kerr. Like, I owe my career to these people. I'm here because I was around them, and I got to watch them and 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 study them and and mm-hmm. pick their brains and, and watch their mannerisms. And now I have their stories to tell. That's why I'm here. So to me, none of them are, are, are rivals, even right. though they're still kind of a little uh, idolatry there. Now, I will say there's people like Steve Kerr, for instance, Dan Marley, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. There are people who I hated as a kid watching. Like, oh, Who's garbage. A, give, me a, give me a third one. I'm trying to see if I find a trend here. <laughs> find a trend? Give, me, give me a third player real uh, quick. Oh, uh, this is a good one. I really, really could not stand at all, right? Like, this dude Uh-oh. used to piss me off. I was like, this dude's garbage. We're all waiting with anticipation, man. And and right now, this right is... Now live this, no, no, man. I'm not. This Everyone's going to be like, oh, you're right... Scotty Pippen. Okay. Right. I hate it. I hate it. Okay. Cool. I almost hated the entire Bulls. I almost oh. had to file HR complaint just for protocol. That's all. That's, that's Keyshawn Johnson. I hated Keyshawn Johnson. Okay. But then, like, I met Keyshawn, and I'm like, this guy's fun. That's you know? good. All right. Now we got two and two. That's good. That's a good thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. We good. Thank you. Keyshawn. I didn't, yo, I didn't see what he was doing. I'm like, what's he talking about? Man? Yeah. I thought he was about to say he hates your hat. Oh. <laughs> I hate your teeth. I hate <laughs> all this. Scotty Pippen's a good one talking about beef too, because I don't want to see him and Michael Jordan beef. That is like it's weird. Fifty year old beef is like 50, 50 year old people with burner account, Twitter accounts. Yeah. Like, come on, man, we ain't trying to see all this. And it's like he's gone on this reverse camp because, like, I work with Scotty. Like, yeah. I've been there when they asked him who the best player of all time. He said Michael Jordan. He's hurt. Yeah, like this is lashing out, but it's just kind of like, man, like it is. It is. It's out. messed up. On my, Michael should have had a conversation with Marcus, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm positive Marcus called I, Scotty Uncle Scotty at I, some point in his life uh, for sure. But also, I'm telling you, man, it's a documentary that started all this. It's the Last Dance, <sighs> man. It's the Last Dance that started all this. It wasn't because this is recent. It's gonna be another documentary that ends it. Uh, something. It's this another type of dance out of hand. But you talking about idols and rivals? Real quick story. My idol growing up was Chad Ochocinco. Oh, I love Chad, man. So I, my brother played for the Bengals, and before he like you know blast onto the scene, my brother was like, "Yo, this is young receiver we got. He's a beast. Don't mm-hmm. nobody know his name, but I'm telling you, like he gonna be a star." So I was, I was like, I felt like I was early to the party. It's like that feeling when you, you know. You find a, a, a artist that nobody knows about, yeah, yeah. and you know they' about to blow up. And so I was, I was in high school, and I was such a big Ocho Cinco fan. I started doing everything like him. And then one day, my brother took me uh, to practice. Now I was like going to college at this point, and I had, you know, again at this point I've been rooting for him for probably five years or whatever. And so I get there, he's walking in while we're walking in, and he's like, "Yo." I'm gonna teach you, teach you, take you to meet Chad Johnson. He was Johnson at the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, this is Chad Johnson. Chad's my little brother, uh, uh, Andy. That's what they call me back home. It's not, <laughs> a, not nearly as cool. Oh, as Toy Story. Ah, yeah, Andy but, from Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I have my uh, my snakeskin boots on. But anyway, he's like, oh, what's up, man? He's like, you the uh, you the player I've been hearing so much about, huh? I was like, yeah, man. He's like, let me let me give you a little word of advice. And so I'm like, oh, this is about to be dumb. Gems. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm about to get jumped. I'm really like in my, Jules, I'm right. trying to play it cool, but I am so like excited inside. And he was like, listen, 
no matter no matter how hard you work, no matter what you do, or no matter how far you go in life. And I'm like, I'm hanging on every word. I'm just looking up, like, the little sparkle in my eye. He's like, no matter how hard you work, no matter where you go in life, you will never be as good as me. Yes. I knew that. I knew it was good to me. And I'm sitting there like, he said, ha. And he just walked into yeah. it. That was the end of it. It wasn't like, nah, I'm just playing. Yeah, no. He literally turned around and walked into the, the facility. <laughs> and then, then he turned back around and said, What's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6? <laughs> and that was that was the last time I talked to him until I got to the NFL. But really? I'm still a Chad Johnson fan. I was about to say, did that change anything? Or? Nah, nah. And you know what? At 37 years old, I can say he was right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like is it. he hilarious? He's, fu- make him he's, he's funny. Yeah, he's shit, he's a, he's a, he's a lunatic. He is hilarious. The funniest, one of the funniest days at ESPN for me was I was in the green room with T.O. and Chad, and their fight, like, legit, like, heated argument Uh about who's better than who at basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they... At one point, it was like we can bring a basket out in the middle of fucking Texas Stadium. And we'll we'll play (laughs) one-on-one. Like, I I thought that they were messing around, and then I realized, oh, no, like, this is... This is they're real serious. life. They're, yeah, they're, they're legit getting mad. Like, <laughs> what? You said, remember when we played that? Man, I gave you buckets. You ain't gave me shit. They kept switching and da da da. Like, I was like, yo, y'all really arguing this shit <laughs> about a sport that y'all don't even really play like that. T.L. thinks he could play in the NBA, though. So does Chad. That's what I'm trying but to tell Chad can't, like. I, well, neither could T.O. But neither like, could T.O. They, but they both, like. I played in a celebrity game with T.O. Mm-hmm. And so I came in. I'm like, oh, what's up, y'all? You know, everybody being cool. It was like. Mac Main was in the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was tell you what time nice. it was. It was like very random. Yeah. And T.O. had his headphones on. He's in the corner of the locker room. He didn't say a word to anybody. He stretched <gasps> for an hour. Nice. He like got a lather going. He had his headphones on. He went in the game and he literally doesn't. He took this shit like it was the NBA finals. <laughs> and I was like, wow, a man has a problem. So Ben Roethlisberger said recently on his podcast, and everybody has a podcast Everybody now, has a podcast. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of like got, a burner account. I got three. You got three podcasts. <laughs> I'm, gotta, I got a three-podcast garage. Keep them <laughs> on deck. So on his podcast, he said recently how he was actively rooting against uh, his successor, Kenny Pickett, to fail as a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. After he retired? After he retired. It wasn't Damn. like they were competing. He was like, I don't want anybody to do good, which for me, you know, I said I played in this division. I know Ben Roethlisberger, where I grew up in the area. This kind of tracks with his personality. Yeah. But is there a competitor in in any of you guys that feels like you want to, you want somebody else not to do as well as you? I mean, is it there is a right answer for I, you here? I I, I, I want to lie and say <laughs> oh, nah, I don't care. Like, but yeah. as, but as I thought about but it, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of that person. Like, yeah, you'll never be, it. you'll never have it as good as when I was. Doing this, or when I was here, I for sure, I, like I don't know. I'm just. Can we get a? We need to get all the rip of these audios of a me. Put them all together <laughs> so he can hear it. So he can hear himself back. See, I want to put them real. Yeah, real. I'm being open. I'm being vulnerable. Be, right I now, love man. it. This is like, what it's for. Be I, yourself. I do. Like I, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I actively root against it, but I definitely is a part of me that's like I like confirming in my brain that's right. Yeah. It's not as good. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want you. I want you to do well, not as well as me. Sid, yeah. where you at? I feel like I know where you're at with it, Sid. No, I Happy literally day. do not care. <laughs> I do not no. care. Yeah, not enough to be like actively rooting against anybody. 
or to say in a serious way that I don't want them to do well. Like, no. Yeah. I don't wish I don't wish bad stuff on people because I think Because you got your own stuff. Yeah. Nobody can be the the, the, the nobody can be a better Sid Colson than you. Nobody can be a better Amin El Hassan. Get that hair yeah. out your heart, Amin. I mean, yeah. that's but kind of like that's what drives me though, man. Like yeah. I, I'm I like I, I mean, I my whole thing is based off of like, man, I got I got bleeped over. Mm. That is the story of my life. It's like yeah. my highest performance happens when I feel like I'm getting bleeped over and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna show them. So you, gotta, you gotta stay in that mindset. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm 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 like I'm like Jordan. I'm making up stuff. Like uh, it's all he said this about me, okay. And then You like Tom Brady. Tom Brady does that too? Yeah. Where he uh, makes he, stuff six, up about people just to I don't know if he makes it up. I think that's just I mean, Jordan you, was making you, you would, Jordan was making shit up. Like, all right, so <laughs> we gotta get this so make sure on his audio you have him comparing himself so to Michael Jordan. Jordan, yeah. You have him saying yeah. he doesn't want anybody to do better than yeah. him. Even after he's done with it, yeah, um, how he doesn't have any idols in this stuff. No, he's yeah. a, he knows it himself. Yeah, how when he walks in the room, everybody's looking at him, well, and, and how I, I, and I, how I in his a... scenario of what happens, Grant Hill comes in and asks him for a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, and if right. Jack and Steve Nash come in, he would also help him out. I would <laughs> put that all together for us so we could give it back to a mean. <laughs> so just so we can, just so we can hear it, Sid. You know what I'm saying? And then use AI to add the third player that he doesn't like. Just name a white player. Yeah. Just... <laughs> and Gordon Hayward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was a, uh, the Roethlisberger thing is interesting because I, I knew a couple of players on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I remember when Michael Vick came in there as the backup. Mm -hmm. um, one of the players, the def defensive player told me, Everyone on the team could kind of feel like Michael or uh, Ben Roethlisberger was jealous of Michael Vick because Michael Vick comes into a place, Ooh, dude, man. and he is like, yo, he's he's Michael Vick. He's cool right? dude, like we grew man. up, especially to a lot of the young black players. Yeah. Like, yo, we grew up watching you, not just watching you, like you were the first of your kind yep. that we had ever seen and could identify with. Yep, so yep. even for those players, they like gravitated to him. And Ben Roethlisberger, I guess, felt a way about it. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, I don't, you know. He hey. was very, very insecure oh, about his face. He's a hater. I'm gonna tell, tell you this. I'm this. That's just that's all the makings of a hater. I don't know if he was or wasn't. I don't remember Ben Roethlisberger being on the cover of Madden. I remember that Michael Vick Madden though. You remember that and Michael dog, Vick Madden? That, he was unstoppable on that <sighs> game. He was that's a cheat code, bro. Icon. Speaking of Madden, they're doing a Madden movie, and Will Ferrell oh, is that? playing John Madden. Will Ferrell. How do we feel about that? Sid, we'll start with you because you're a comedian, actress, and all the things. How do you feel about that casting? I'm going to I'm gonna watch it for sure. You're going to watch it no matter what. One of my favorite comedians. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that. Do you think that he's a good casting? Is there anybody in your head that you're like, who could be a better John Madden? I mean, like, is he chunky enough to be John Madden? Like, Will Ferrell's tall and, like... Nowadays, I mean, they could just add some, I guess. you know, they put a fat suit on you and call it a day. I just don't know. John Madden was very, very, very specific. Mm -hmm. And he is so, yeah. I don't know, there's just an inherent, like, football. That's why he's Madden, because it's like he's an encyclopedia of football. He yeah. understands it the way he talks about it. And I know it's acting, and Will Ferrell's an incredible actor and mm -hmm. all the things. I just don't know if I, if I can see Will Ferrell and see Madden. You know I feel like I'm going to see Will Ferrell. You know what's funny? Are they making Oh, what's up, Sid? No, no, I was just wondering, are they like, is this like a supposed to be like a real story? Like a biopic? Madden? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a biopic and it just, you know, kind of chronicles the, the legend that is John Madden and obviously him oh. becoming the most successful 
sports video game franchise of all time. I'm gonna be honest. All I know about John Madden is that he coached the Raiders, won a couple of Super Bowls, and then went to the booth, and then he has a video game in after him. I was thinking about like, oh, what about? I mean, that's a that's a pretty good but it's, synopsis. It's like, but like, is there more? Is there like, is there like, oh man, y'all don't even know Madden grew up like with one shoe. Was he really he was funny? A, like he was a crip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, you don't even know, fam. Yeah. <laughs> he you got was, jumped wait, in. Wait, was he really funny though, Hawk? Was Madden really funny? I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm like, like a, I, I never like hung with uncle. the dude, but I think he's like, I mean, people loved him. He was like one of those just super likable people. You know, he but played was he known, in the NFL. Was he known for being for being funny when he did like the broadcast? No. Like, no, I, mean, I don't like, think it, so. It would be something really lighthearted, not like something like you like, like yeah, not like slap your knee funny. Yeah. It's not that kind of funny, but it's kind of like, oh, he really hit him hard there, and like, oh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, that's a good observation. You know? Yeah, he's like a jolly dude. Yeah, I, I could see, I could see John Goodman. I feel like John Goodman would have been a go. great casting ah. man. Yeah, yeah, you know, for what sure. I'm I feel like that would have been a better, better but maybe, casting. Maybe Will Ferrell is trying to do like a more serious role. Yeah, I mean, it could, but I, like we're just saying, like physically, like how do you? Yeah, yeah. they could have got some. How can I look at him? Like, you, like yes. when Jamie Foxx played Ray Charles, you saw Ray. Charles. You saw Ray Charles, right? You saw Ray. You didn't see Jamie, right? Right. When uh, um, uh, when uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacob played uh, Joe Jackson in the Jackson's <laughs> an American Dream, you saw Joe Jackson. Like you didn't yep. see Lawrence Hilton Jacob, right? Yeah. It's like that. Like if I see this, am I going to see John Madden or am I just going to see Will Ferrell make it doing a John Madden impersonation? That's a good question. What are you guys' favorite actors who played real life people? Because the Ray one was great, so I that's mean, like. That's one yeah. of my favorites. That's one of my tops, too. I liked Ali a lot. With Will Smith? I didn't like Ali because really? I felt like I saw Will Smith the whole time. I, the accent. Yeah. It, like, the accent, it wasn't, it wasn't a great accent. I t- oh. My, um, I Dan- saw a meme today that said, uh, just so you know, y'all would just now be getting me off of Will Smith <laughs> this morning. <laughs> and I ain't going to lie. <laughs> that cracked me up. <laughs> y'all doing this. <laughs> I'm just a saying. year later, a year later still, just, still. just now you would have pulled me off. <laughs> uh, Denzel as Malcolm X. Denzel as oh. Malcolm. I like that. Yeah. Oh, what's up, Rami Malek as uh, Freddie Mercury? Like he, I liked Freddie Mercury. Even though that movie one. was trash, that movie was just basically, hey man, remember this song? Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> hey, remember this song? That was dope. But he killed it. Like J Lo and Selena was a good one. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tina Turner. Oh. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. Angela Bassett. Yep. Angela Bassett, Angela and, Bassett. And my man, uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne Ike. The, I still see Ike when I see Lawrence Fishburne. The, I can't watch Blackish without seeing Ike, Ike Turner. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he about to, he about to, he about to whip all them kids. Angela, Angela. <laughs> I can't see him now. It's Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Like that. I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking Ooh. about like, cause, cause it's not just. She looked like her, obviously, with the wig, and she got in crazy shape and all that kind of like Tina. But also, like, the, the mannerisms, you know how Tina Turner would go, oh, you know, what? Right. What? Like, she's doing that kind of talk like that. She had all of it down, down pat. She had the dance moves down. Like, that's the hard thing. It's like, you're not just doing... Yeah, you're doing it all. Someone emotionally and how they speak, whatever. You're doing their their, yeah. their, their, their job, Which plays much. into the J-Lo Selena yeah. one, one too. And it's so much so, my introduction to Tina Turner was through the movie. For real. And now, like, you know... Rest in peace, Tina Turner. She just recently passed. Yeah. And when I see pictures of her, I, I like, I got to step back uh-huh. a little bit because I'm almost expecting Angela Bassett's to face. see Angela Bassett's <laughs> face. And I'm like, oh, that ain't Tina. Oh, yes, it is. That yeah. is real. That is the real Tina Turner. 
Yeah, man. Like no that, that that's that might be my favorite biopic of all time. That's a good one. Like, Cause it's just like the impact of that movie. Like it's crazy because Tina Turner, when they made the movie, she wouldn't watch it. She didn't want to watch it. They said, why don't you want to watch it? Like they, she went to the con film festival where they previewed it and was like, mm-hmm. oh, what'd you think of the movie? She's like, I didn't watch it. Why not? It's like, cause I lived it. I don't need to watch I was it. There. But and it's like, oh wow, like we're looking at like what a great triumphant story. And she's like, no, that's a story of me getting being domestically right. nah, exactly. abused, abused for years <laughs> or whatever. And it wasn't until she said like women started coming up to her, telling her how much that movie changed their life and how it helped mm-hmm. them get out of relationships and stuff like that. She realized, oh, it's the not impact. Yeah, like and that was that was a real like powerful moment for her to realize like, yeah, it's even though she felt shame about the story or, or yeah. like pain about it, it helped so many people or whatever. But then also beyond that, there's some moments in that movie, as awful as it is, I can help but laugh, man. Oh, man, you the, are not helping your case, case today, the man. Case, That's the case <laughs> scene, man. I'll tell you why. Because at the end of it... I mean, at, that is not a comedy, my man. I know, but like, a, at the end... Of, I'm going to tell you right now. I'll tell you the, the, the funniest... So it's an awful scene, right? I, yeah, and I was going to say, I, I'm trying then, to see where... But then at the end, he licks his finger and says, that is some good cake, though. <laughs> Come on, man. I didn't write the movie. <laughs> Be Sid, mad at the him. writers. <laughs> Sid, Sid is in shock, disbelief. Look at Sid's face. <laughs> I can't wait till we get this video together, man. This, yeah, is, this, this is, is my real. favorite. This is my favorite part of this podcast now. <laughs> Easily, I can't wait to dive into this every single week. Every week, just keep adding on to it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep stockpiling the whole thing. All right, let's stay on. Let's stay on with the the media entertainment side. Uh, yeah. This isn't a rundown. It's a good question because I think I already know a means answer. But is Stephen A. Smith the GOAT personality of, of sports media? Is he the greatest of all time? Sydney, I'll start with you because we'll come back to a mean. I feel like my brain is like ragging right now. I'm trying to think of other people. I don't know if it's just that he's the most like current. Say so, no then. But I'm trying to think who would I say yeah. instead of. I mean, is posing like, like he's trying to get you oh. to notice him? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we both know who it means goat tv personality is i'm like i think i mean Stephen a is so like disliked by a lot of people like by a lot of people but so widely like impersonated too people make fun of him mm-hmm. i don't know he also doesn't I, seem to know, he's probably up there i guess people yeah fun of me what do you too. think so people make fun of me too i mean like, <laughs> <laughs> it's happening right now on this show um <laughs> no nah, i like look man all the media people, there's only one who can't go to a movie theater, mm. who can't go to Target, who can't go. If like, you say Amino Hassan, I swear to God, I'm cutting your mic off. <laughs> hey, man, I, I go to, I be at Target every day, oh, man. Daily. I just be walking through. Just you, and, just, you, you and the moms just at Target on just the daily. Get, I be getting reps in at, at Target all the time. <laughs> I'm Stephen A, man. Like, you know, Sid said it best. Like, there's so many people who hate him and so many people like him. Like, that's the that's power because... Yep. They don't know who you are. You don't qualify in this conversation, mm. right? And, and Stephen A., uh, I believe, is the most recognizable media person uh, probably since Howard Cosell. That will be the mm. last dude uh, in American sports history like that was like on that level where it's like, yo, I'm, I am every bit of a star as the players I cover. And, that, and that's the key, right? Like Skip Bayless, for instance, if someone wants to say, Skip isn't on that level. Mm-hmm. With the people he covers, right? Um, Bob Costas, Hall of Famer, excellent, whatever. But like, he's not on that level. Bob Costas could walk down the street in a lot of cities, could ride the subway, and 
A lot of people just say that's some old white guy, right? Yeah. But Stephen A. Smith, he literally can't do any. He, mm-hmm. he talks about he can't do those things. Like everywhere he goes, he has to have security. There has to be a car service, da da da. And that's that's when you know you made it. Like when you're you can't even have a normal person life because yeah. of what you because because you talk. Like that's that's some other stuff right there, man. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Stephen A. Smith. I agree, he is the goat. And if him and Shannon Sharp team up. They will be the yeah. best duo since Asia Wilson and Sidney Colson. <laughs> Easy. Don't make me laugh like that. Sid, Sid, are you Shannon Sharp or are you are you Stephen A? Are you Stephen A? Shannon Sharp. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I I think. Wait, didn't Shannon Sharp just got a? He new just job, left. Right? He yeah. just left huh? undisputed, which right. is with Skip Bayless. The I don't even think he's announced I, anything yet. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's he's, no, he's got his podcast that's doing really well. Yeah, yeah, Club, Club Shay Shay. So I, I think it's probably to go full time in that space. I, I think he just got fed up with Skip after after a while, yeah. man. I think like uh, I mean it played out on television. Like we saw it. <laughs> but yeah. I, I want to do a, I want to do a sketch, Sydney. Maybe you can help me with this. I want to do a sketch that is yeah. a diss song. On behalf of Shannon Sharp to Skip Bayless and everybody, everyone who beats with Skip, I want it to all be like a bunch of people dissing him. Oh, and I yeah. feel like I feel like we can have a viral moment. I'm telling you, right, there's this kid on. I'm looking it up right now on on Instagram. His name is I am Trezor, T R E S O R. Uh huh. This kid is super talented because he'll take things that are happening in the news and then make fake diss tracks. He's like. If the Nuggets wrote a diss track about the Lakers, uh, and it's like and, okay, and so we got our Ghost Rider, and it, it, like he's good, he dude. got it's, bars. It's not wha- like it's like oh okay, he's going <laughs> in on him, but it's all from the perspective of, of that if person. This you know if such and if Ketchup wrote a diss track about mustard, right? Like oh, I've seen this. I think I've seen. Yeah, he, he's he's funny as hell, man. Uh, or he does things like if if the Little Mermaid was was a Jamaican movie. <laughs> and then do everything like re- reggae, basically, like or, or uh, dance hall. So, all right, we got our we got, hit we got our ghostwriter. Hit him up uh, for us. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna do our sketch. Me and Sid gonna gonna be in there. We're gonna figure out the personalities. <laughs> and we're gonna just skip together. Yes. We might throw a, we might throw a subliminal at a meme here. There, we'll see what I happens. <laughs> and that's it for this week's journeyman. Shout out to the DraftKings Network and Metal Arc Media. Shout out to my guy Amin El Hassan, the most likable guy in sports media. And the GOAT herself, Sydney Colson, joining from the hottest place on planet Earth, Connecticut. Make sure you journey back next week. And until then, beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be an I see you. <laughs> mm-hmm.